Well, hello, and welcome to the Fisher Poetry Podcast, a showcase of prose, poetry, and song written and performed by those in the commercial fishing community, mostly. I'm your host, Brad. Thanks for joining us today. Today's episode is from the 2023 Fisher Poetry Gathering in Astoria, Oregon. You'll be hearing from Fisher poet Scott McAllister of Juneau, Alaska, with an introduction by MC Brad Warren. This set was recorded at the 1015 Theater on Saturday, February 25th, 2023. So, without further ado, here's the show. Scott McAllister, you're up. And... Scott, where are you from? I'm from Juneau, Alaska. All right. I'm the same fisherman. Yeah, welcome to, to, the, to the show. Have you been before? Yes, oh yes. Go, go, oh, all right, yes. well... I've presented three years, and I sat and watched one year and decided, I've got to do this. Go for it's it. It's been good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, the mic is yours. Scott Thank McAllister. You, okay. Mr. John Lee, come up here and help me in a little bit. But uh, for now, thank you, Brad. Um, I remember Brad from way back when I was a very young man in the commercial fishing business. You get all the trade rags and you read them and you devour them and you dream about the boat you might have someday and you read all the, the fluff and see the advertisements and then there's an editorial. And Brad's editorials were the ones that I read. And since then, they've gone downhill. So anyway, that's, uh, thank you, Brad. And I didn't make the connection that this was the Brad Warren and that was the same Brad Warren until just tonight. So anyway. Okay, I am uh, Scotty, Captain Scotty McAllister. I'm a purse from Juneau, Alaska. And, um, well, this is my nostalgia set. The colors of the sea blind your eyes with trembling mermaids. And you touch the distant beaches with tales of brave Ulysses, how his naked eyes were tortured by the sirens sweetly singing. And their sparkling waves are calling you to kiss their white laced lips. That was penned by Martin Sharp and put into rock and roll by Eric Clapton in 1967. I was a freshman in high school in 1967. Two years later, I kissed those white lace lips crossing the Tillamook Bay Bar out of Garibaldi, Oregon on a troll boat. Two years after that, I graduated from high school, just totally focused on getting a job on a fishing boat and going to Alaska. I hitchhiked to Seattle. I set up camp under a massive, ancient old willow tree right set on the water along the Washington Lake Ship Canal. And it's in a neighborhood that used to have shipyards. It had docks. And it was the headquarters of the largest canning company at the time in Alaska. 
And there I was camped under that tree. And I walked around, see I walked to Ballard and back. This is on East Lake Union if you're f familiar with Seattle. Anyway, I eventually landed myself a job on a boat called the SJS. Now, Sheldon Jackson School is a school in Sitka where it was built as a high school shop project. <laughs> and we nicknamed it Sink, Jump, or Swim. <laughs> and long story short, I had a great summer and I've been doing it ever since. So that was, that was the beginning. Um, since then, there have been leagues of water passed beneath my keel. I've been fishing now for 54 years, and it's been a great ride. Um, from seining squid at the Mexican border to fishing herring at the edges of the Bering Sea ice pack, we've uh, had a, a great ride doing it. Anyway, occasionally in my travels between these two extremes, I would stop and spend time with my old friend Willow, because it was on a little park that never got used. It was right on the water, and it was just a great place to drink my morning coffee or have a sandwich in the afternoon as I was passing through. Um, a few years back, I stopped to pen this poem. A willow by the water, old friend of mine. Foliage weeping in the wind, shedding rain to the fishes. Today I sit beneath you, their sinner. The rustle of your canopy so familiar in the wind. Since we first parted, a life's voyage beneath my keel. And I am back once again. As wishes have become fishes, I am now a made man here in contemplation of life's last stand. My, how this neighborhood has changed, gentrified and built to the hilt. Once boatyards, wharves, and fishing boats, now condos, restaurants, and houses that float. Seattle by the sea, with her locks, lakes, ship canals, and docks. Here in the hood, where boatyards once stood, Full of spring bustle, the hustle of crews, Norwegian needles and miles of twine, lacing and mending, painting our boats, stringing her blocks and rigging her booms, hardwood mallets, ringing on irons, corkers, tapping cadence and time, the scent of seasoned and fresh-cut woods, cedar and fir, cedar fir over oak, all tight-grained and good. Planking and corking and painting her seams with fresh oakum and hot pine tar slathered on with cheap paintbrushes. All memories of sights, sounds, smells swallowed by the big city lights. Old friend, stand your century on, shedding your weep out into the deep. Tears that fishermen float upon cried for fortunes of quick and dead men. Us, just a stitch in time, and you so old. Tears for men of the sea, sent to their hereafters, wherever that may be. Young and old, weathered and greened, crushed, broken, frozen or drowned. And tears of joy for long-lived men, of success, failure, 
good luck and disaster, survivors of the fishes upon their waters. We should all be so lucky return to return to our lands and die in our beds with the ones we love, comforting words said, then on to our Vahalas. May all that sit beneath your pine and those that fish upon your shed turn their wishes to fishes and their fishes to wishes until the days that we are all done. And you, Willow, weep on. Oh, Willow, weep on. That was, uh, that was, that was a, watching that neighborhood and watching the waterfront in Seattle gentrify itself over the years has, has been, it's, it's lost. And I was glad to have been a part of it when I was. I first read that poem in uh, 2019 at uh, Fish Expo in Seattle. And after my reading, I went to visit my old friend and there, at the park entrance, it was rotting in a heap. It had been cut down. And since then, that was 2019, the last three years, three or almost four years now, has become a metaphor for my future. My boat's for sale and I am retiring. You heard it here tonight. Um, when I was in third grade, I had a music teacher that was insufferable. And she'd bang out, roll on Columbia, roll on, on the piano, and we all sang it, and it was Woody Guthrie, and we'd sing, this is your land, this is, and I never could reconcile roll on Columbia with a damned river from the locks or from the Cascades to the Rocky Mountains. It didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense then. It doesn't make sense now. And I've spent the last 50 years trying to figure out, okay, how does this work? Well, old Woodrow, here's my answer. Roll on, 
Columbia, roll, roll on Columbia, roll on. Crossroads at the river, they bartered, gambled, and stayed. And then they built that dam, the pride of modern man. They drowned Salilo's roar, why am is no more? Roll on Columbia, roll, roll on Columbia, roll on. So take me back to that simpler time. Before the dams, the great men of Y am. Thank you, thank you. I've I've been asked about the YM reference. We all know what Slilo Falls, where Slilo Falls is and what it meant. There were, there were, on either side of the river, it was a Sahaptan native language on the south side and uh, a Salish on the north side. And the north side were, I believe it's the north side, the Salish language, it's uh, YM, is a reference to water falling on rocks or roaring water or water echoing in the canyon. It's, you know, you read uh, definitions or try and uh, define native language and sometimes it comes in a, a, a variety of, of answers. So anyway, um, all right, king salmon. All right, there's, there are two, there are a multitude of king salmon genetics. I don't want to call it different breeds or anything. Specific to their headwaters and their life, the, the environments that they were spawned in and migrated to and from the sea. And this, this has all changed since the dams. It's all changed since white man inundated the west coast. The Puget Sound Basin, the Cook Inlet Basin, big maiden kings. And my dad used to call the kings that you caught in the ocean in the wintertime maiden kings. They didn't have gonads, but 30, 40 pound kings were not rare back in the 50s, back in the 40s when my dad was growing up. And I, I experienced one fish once that was in that category. Anyway, we all love to catch a maiden king and we all love the eating. Um, beyond that, it's just a tragedy of the commons. This one is, okay, this one is how I imagine the last wild king getting caught. Of course, it's not a commercial fisherman. All right. You can close your eyes. Just imagine a dreary, rain-soaked sea 
in the slot between Wooden Island and Cape Omni. Dressed in heavy rain gear, the old man's arms ache. It's been a long, hard fight to win. His rod bent to the fullest of its strain. The fish now lays on its side, listing the skiff to the port. Oh my, exhausting a stressed breath of excitement. Old memories flood his thoughts as if they're today. Big fish were once plentiful, wild and free, and their capture always inspired his ponder of distant waters. From where they were spawned and where they had swum, Rivers so distant from the Copper to the Columbia, Alsec, Taku, Skeena, Fraser and Snake, so many streams inspired dreams. In waters shed from mountain valleys and inland plateaus that meander over loose gravel runs between intact riparians through beaver ponds, backwater sloughs and braided channels, willows and cottonwoods for shade, rimmed in grass prairies and framed in tall forests. Then smolting with the spring's rush of waters, ocean-bound, over falls, rapids and runs, on down, soon they sulk in the brackish and then out to sea. Eat and be eaten, Plankton's Zool and Fido, fishes, sardine, squid, anchovy, and herring, cod, rockfish, dagger tooth, and sharks, whales, sea lions, and seals, all feeding and growing. And now, here it is with me, one of the very lucky, very few. Oh my, look at this magnificent fish. Big, thick, silver, purple its hue. It has all its fins. A plump, ripe hen? The old man looks into its eye. Sixty pounds or more, wild at fry. Is it really one? How can it be? <gasps> one of the last? Oh no, the last wild king. Just she and me? But oh, what a meal. Thoughts of its flesh salivate on his palate. Is it red or white? Juicy with fat, fresh off the grill. Her texture so supple, flaky and fine. Grabbing his gaff, he hesitates. Gaff it or shake it. A female, soon to be full of eggs and prime. But then, what a marvelous fish on which to dine. Without a second thought, and with his rod held high, the man slides the gaff down the line to twist the hook and free the fish. But just then, the massive fish evens its keel, kicks its tail, and dives deep, and the old man loses the gaff, holds his rod tight to his chest, and looking up, sinks into the abyss and doesn't let. That was Fisher poet Scott McAllister, recorded at the 1015 Theater in Astoria, Oregon, on Saturday, February 25th, 2023. Well, that's it. This one's in the tote. The Fisher Poetry Podcast is written and produced by Brad Wartman. The theme music for this episode is courtesy of Mark Allen Lovewell and Molly Canole. If you'd like to appear on or have comments about the show, please send an email to the Fisher Poetry Archive at gmail.com. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to haul the latest episodes into your net. The Fisher Poetry Podcast is available via our podcast host, Spotify, as well as Apple, Google, and Amazon. You can listen to our other podcast episodes, watch our YouTube videos, and join our community by going to thefisherpoetryarchive.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Come all young sailormen, listen to me. I'll sing you a song of the fish in the sea. Blow your winds westerly, westerly blow. We're bound to the southern, so steady she goes.